Welcome back to the Suresh podcast. In the last episode, we heard how Guru Hargobind left Amritsar for the last time, how they were thinking that they might never return to the city, and how they convinced the townsfolk to remain there to inhabit the city even after they left. The last episode ended with Guru Hargobind arriving in Doroli, where he was staying with Saindas and Ramo, Ramo being Mata Modri's elder sister, and Saindas being Ramo's husband. So chapter 18 now begins describing how Guru Hargobind staying in Doroli performed countless feats and adventures, enjoying their time there. Listen to this one story we will now relate about the treasure trove of happiness, Guru Hargobind. In the city of Vardekar, there was one Tarkhan, one carpenter Sikh, residing there. He was a great Sikh of Guru Ram Dasji. He would travel to receive the darshan, the divine sight of the Guru, every six months. Whatever he could bring along as an offering, he would place in front of the Guru. He would listen with great love to the words of Guru Ram Das. He would listen to Gurbani as well and would be so charitable with the money he earned through his own righteous work. Instilling fear, awe for the Guru in his heart, he adorned great love for the Guru and would praise the Guru greatly. He remained serving the Guru through the time of Guru Arjan Dev Ji as well and he became very old in this service. His name was Akal. He had rested Gurumat, the Guru's thinking, within his mind. Within his house, he had a daughter who had such accumulated good fortune from the virtues of her previous lives. When Akal realized she was about seven years old, he had the idea in mind that he should get her engaged. So we called the local administrator, the local Brahmin to send out telling him, go find a good spot for my daughter and perform the engagement. So he roamed around for a while, he didn't find a good spot for her. And in roaming and searching, he eventually came to the house of another carpenter in the village of Tukulani, where he found an equal and acceptable match. When he began to speak about the engagement, he was speaking to a Khan, a carpenter named Sada, who respected the Brahmin very much, serving him. And that night they spoke about her properly. He sat with his son Sadhu, and then figured out what time would be best for this engagement. The Brahmin placed a ceremonial mark, a tilak, on Sadhu's forehead and performed all the rest of the familial traditions. The Brahmin then headed back to the village of Akal and told him, There's a village named Tukulani with a fine household. There is an acceptable match for you. Also with Khan. The father's name is Sada and his son named Sadhu. I searched around extensively and I've identified this as the great spot for your daughter. Akul then replied, saying, Well, did you see if they were six of the Guru? The Brahman replied, Oh, I didn't think about that. I just saw a good carpenter family, a good household for your daughter. Akul at this point just regretted calling this guy, but at that point he had no means to change any of this, and many years passed like this. He forever remembered the Guru, thinking that may my new relatives at some point adorn Sikhi. So in this way, Akla was overtaken by anxiety about this. When the time came for the wedding day to take place, he sent the letter of the Sahichitti to Sada. And when he saw this letter, he was just overjoyed, thinking that now my son is going to be married. So this guy, Sada, was the servant, the disciple, a Muslim Sufi named Sakhi Sarvar, who lived in the 12th century, but his tomb and his disciples still had a big following during this time of the 17th century. So in their house, they built a little shrine for Sakhi Sarvat and the Sadhu kid would go over there and bow down and would perform all their ceremonies, traditions in accordance with his family. When they went to get married there in Baddepind, both sides met each other. 
the fathers met, so Akal met with Sada. They did the Milni, the exchanging of gifts, as best they could. Sadhu and the daughter of Akal then performed the Fere, the wedding, and all the ways they used to perform this in their familiar traditions. Everyone at that point ate, and both sides remained there for three days in great joy. Afterwards, though, Akal realized that this household, our servants, are six of Sakhi Sarvar. He saw this and didn't say anything, as they were all his own clan, his own caste. But in his mind, he greatly regretted this. He told his daughter, Your in-laws are servants of Sakhi Sarvar. And even if they tell you, you shouldn't observe Sakhi Sarvar. Only give your mind to the Guru. Attach your mind to the Guru. Hearing this, his daughter got extremely sad in her heart, her head lowered. She couldn't find a way to deal with this pain. She couldn't handle it, thinking, I'm the daughter of a great sick, and now I'm going to the household who observes Sakhi Sarvar? When her father left, she began crying uncontrollably. Sada, meanwhile, took his new daughter-in-law and his own son back home. Meanwhile, Guru Hargama had come into the village of Daroli. As previously mentioned, everybody in that area now knew about this. And on the path back to the village of Tukulani, where Sada and his son would live, they would pass by Daroli. It was along the way. And at that moment, there was devotional kirtan being greatly sung loud. As they left Vardepind, they left early, early in the morning, before even the sun rose, to avoid getting stuck in the heat. So they arrived beside Daroli, essentially when the sun was coming up. Sada, the father, was ahead of the group with the wedding party, and in the palanquin behind him was his daughter-in-law and his son, Sadhu. Guru Hargobind was seated there in the divan in the court session where Asadivad was being sung. The Dababis were playing instruments and he's singing in the Kirtan. Akal's daughter heard this from the palanquin. She immediately recognized that this up ahead was the encampment of the exalted Guru Hargobind. She had gone with her father many times to receive the darshan of Guru Hargobind. She began to think of a way that she could get close to the Guru there. So she told the palanquin bearers, Hey, you know the deal. You know I'm a Sikh of the Guru. Everybody knows this. The encampment of the Guru, I hear it. It's very close, just ahead. I want to go there and see this and receive their darshan, divine sight. So she said this while giving those palanquin bearers money. So they took this money and in that greed, they obeyed her request. They lowered the palanquin. She walked the rest of the way towards Guru Hargobind. She had such bliss in her mind now. She sat down amongst the congregation, looking towards Guru Hargobind. It was such a massive congregation, a court session. On all sides, there were just countless people there, men, women. They were all listening to the loud kirtan. There was such a congestion there. Amidst all of this, she was standing with her hands clasped, and she bowed down. When sitting, she was absorbing her mind into the Shabbat, the kirtan that was being recited. And after some time, Asadivad finished. Everybody was so delighted by this recitation. At that point, Guru Hargobin looked over at her. She was wearing her wedding dress. And Guru Hargobin thought, this early in the morning? Why has she come here wearing that? Where is she going? At that point, when Guru Hargobin was looking at her, she spoke out and she said, My parents are from Vardepin, and my new in-laws are disciples of Sakhi Sarvar. I'm so anxious and worried about this. Now I've come to receive your darshan, Guru Hargobin, so please fulfill my desire in my heart. Otherwise, I'll be controlled in painful ways by others. I won't have any say. Please help me. That's why I've come here. I heard the kirtan and I've obtained now your darshan. 
Hearing the words of this woman, Guru Hargobind became compassionate. He saw her great faith and love for the Guru's house. From the exalted mouth of the Guru, he spoke out words which were like ambrosial nectar, that which, that which gives life to death. He said, your fortune was written in this way. But now that you have come now into the congregation of the true, now it will be forever written in a new, beautiful manner. At that point, she had some sweets, food that was given to her by her father before leaving. She placed all of those gifts in front of the Guru and said, Blessed is the Guru who has all power, all ability, who has saved me. Guru Hargobind, hearing this, was so pleased and said, Your fortune will now be written anew. Your father is a Sikh. He's liberated. And you have now liberated your in-law's house as well. We have given you this gift of Sikhi. And in your house, great Sikhs will be born. Your husband too will become a great Sikh, traveling the path of the Guru Sikhi. Hearing this, she was just in bliss. She was so happy and she said, Blessed is the Guru who has given his hand to save me. When Sada, her father-in-law, looked back at that point, the palanquin behind him wasn't there. He only saw his son. He said, Oh Sadhu, where's that palanquin with your new wife in it? Did it get left behind? Sadhu replied saying, She went over there to the true Guru. Hearing the words of his son, Sada was so angry. He had this anger spread all over his heart and he said, Why? Why did you send her there? Our Sultan, our Peer, our teacher is Sakhi Sarvar and he will become angry at us. So don't you ever even by mistake, recite that name of Hargobind. Go quickly and bring her and the palanquin back here and slowly, slowly explain to her our ways. So Sadhu heard this, went close to the Guru and looking upon the great Guru, great fortune of his awoke. Sadhu, who had come in anger to bring his wife back, when receiving the Guru's darshan, had become tranquil, had become cool. He couldn't stop himself. He just bowed down and sat close the compassionate Guru then spoke to him, saying, Your father-in-law is a Sikh of the Guru, and now you're married to his daughter. So leave behind this service, this devotion to the Turks, to Sakhi Sarvar, and recognize the exalted Guru Nanak Dev Ji. You perform all these Muslim practices of Durud, and only then you eat, eating this filth of the Turks, you are wasting away your life. You were given the body of a Hindu by the Divine. Why are you wasting both your body and your mind away? In this way, Guru Hargobind explained to him, to Sadhu, who was in some state of shock. He thought about this for some time, of the words of the Gurus, and he was thinking, hmm, yeah, why are we Hindus recognizing the Turks? We do all these offerings and prayers, read over our food, and only then we eat. So he thought about this objection by the Guru, and quickly he then immediately fell at the feet of the Guru, saying, please make me your sick, and stop me from the service of the Turks. Guru Hargobind understood his faith and the Guru's house had increased. And the treasure trove of virtue then bestowed Jaran Amrit. This was an initiation ceremony prior to the 1699 Khande Deepal ceremony which we have today. Jaran Amrit is when they stir some water, not with a Khanda sword, but with the Guru's toe. So this destroyed any pains within Sadhu, who then received the teachings to remember the true name, Satanam, Allah Divine. Guru Hargobind told Sadhu, your son too will become a great Sikh. Both Sadhu and his wife heard this and were in such ha bliss, happiness. They had adorned Guru Sikhi and they had come back to their caravan at that point. They met with the wedding party and traveled along that path down to Tukulani. When they got home, 
All the women got together to sing songs and great happiness. They took her to the house, the spot associated with Sakhi Sarvar, and everybody saw then the bride and the groom. All the Tarkhan, all the carpenter men and women were there, and they were telling the couple, bow your head down to this tomb here at this site associated with the Peer, Sakhi Sarvar. Sadhu heard this and kicked it. <laughs> he said, "We now we don't recognize any of this. We don't pray to a Turk. We have received the Pahal, the initiation from the Guru. Now we're going to tear down this temple. Everybody heard this and said, you idiot, shut up. Who told you to do this? Who taught you this? We are great servants of the Peer. You are disgracing our entire lineage by saying this. You idiot, we'll destroy you. So now say it once that you are a servant of Sakhi Sarvar. So the family said this over and over again, <laughs> but lost their will. Sadhu just wouldn't listen to them. They stopped. And amongst themselves, they were saying things like, well, Sakhi Sarvar has surely made this man crazy. Everybody at that point slept, except for Sadhu, <laughs> who took a shovel. And at night, he went to that spot associated with Sakhi Sarvar, and he started uprooting it. When day broke, everybody saw that it had been broken, that it had been ripped up from the ground. And people then would go again to construct it during the day, building that little temple, that little tomb associated with Sakhi Sarvar again. But every night, Sadhu would go back. In the middle of the night, he would go break it down again. And in this way, some time passed with Sadhu constantly remembering the Guru in his heart, enjoying it truly, remembering the Guru along with his wife. And at some point later, she became pregnant, expecting a child. And that's how chapter 18 concludes. In the next chapter, we're going to hear more of this family, Sadhu and his wife, and the birth of their child. So that's what we're going to pick up next time. But as always, I'd like to thank those who have been supporting the podcast through the Mangalacharan Patreon page. Oh, oh.